On this Aviation Special, we sit down with three of SEN's The Nine for 2020, taking a look at the future of AV and where we are getting young people involved in the industry. All that and more next on this Aviation Special. The network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is AV Nation. This is AV Nation. This is an AV Nation special. SCN The Nine 2020, Part 2. This is an AV Nation special. My name is Tim Albright. I am your host. Uh, SCN, every year, uh, I guess since the last five or six years, they do a special edition called The Nine. What it is, it is the nine most promising up-and-coming young AV professionals in the industry today. What we are doing is we are talking to those nine uh, in three different segments because uh, somebody smarter than me told me that three divided by three is nine. So, or three times three is nine. So you take nine, you split it into three, and there you go. I talk to three at a time. Uh, so with me, uh, three very special people. Uh, they, they are part of the nine for 2020. First and foremost is Mara Quinn from Tier PM. Welcome, ma'am. Thank you for having me. This is an honor. Absolutely. Thank you, and congratulations. Uh, also with us is Jared Hillman. Jared is from Hillman Audio Video. Welcome, sir. Thank you, Tim. And last but not least, a uh, buddy that I've known for a couple of years, Tamuz Dubnov. Tamuz is from Zuzor. Welcome, sir. Thank you very much. Happy to be here. Thanks, man. Thanks. Uh, we'll talk about each of their companies and what they do in, in, the, in the industry uh, in a second. Uh, Mara, I want to start with you on this. Um, as, as somebody who is um, young in the industry, but you've been in it for a while now, how did you get to where you are uh, in the AV industry? That's a great question. Um, so when I first started at Tier PM, I started completely on the IT side. Um, at, in school, I actually, so my passion is marketing and communications. Um, and then also I have, you know, this secret little hope to be the next Beyonce. So I'm really into event tech and stage design and all of that cool, fun stuff. Um, but so I started out at Tier PM, um, which is the AVIT workforce solutions company for the AV industry. Um, as an IT data uh, analyst. And I was just working away on spreadsheets um, and doing a lot of data heavy reports for clients. Um, and then I started getting more familiar with their audiovisual side of house um, and starting to bring my marketing skills into the AV side. Um, so that's how I first got my start into AV and really learning about it as an industry and uh, professional wise. Um, and then flash, flash forward two years after that or three years um now i'm the head of marketing and sales for um our company to uh to help source talent for the audiovisual uh industry so it's been an interesting journey but um i've stuck with it and every time i get more and more in depth in the av industry i just get happier and happier because it's so unique <laughs> it is absolutely and especially since you want to be the next beyonce that also definitely definitely helps so for sure uh, Jared, not to be silly, but uh, you're the head of, of Hillman AV. So, you know, either you, you started it yourself or inherited one of the two, but how did you get where you are now? Um, yeah, so a, a story I've, I've, I've had to share a few times is um, like everyone else, I fell in. I was actually in the military. Um, I'm only, I'm 34. And when I was about 21, 22, I was in the military. And when I left, um, I got a job. Um, at another integration company in the rental side, though, 
Um, and that was really how I was introduced to AV in general. I had no idea um, about it at all. And so I started there. Um, I went from rentals to integration and just having a hands-on construction background, I was good on the install side. Um, I also like things staying where I put them. So rentals was not uh, good for me. And um, yeah, a couple of years of that. And then I basically left to go um, into a totally different industry, actually, into not maybe totally different, but um, fire and life safety. And by chance, a position offer I had there fell through. Um, I had nothing else in the wheelhouse. So I, I kind of went back to my roots of just, I really enjoyed AV integration. And so from there, I started um, contacting clients to offer strictly labor and uh, excelled at the labor side. And just as time went on, we're in our ninth year now. And so that was, uh, yeah, that was, that was 2011. And from there, I went over the last nine years, we've done work throughout North America. We're a staff of 12. We do full in-house design programming and project management now. So it's been, it's been an adventure. And all, all just because I, I fell into AV and never, never fell out, I suppose. Well, yeah, that, that is the, the term fell, fell into AV is, is a common yeah. theme throughout the industry. Absolutely. Uh, Tammuz, you, you are on the manufacturing and software side. Let's let, kind of put it that way. Um, if you've never seen Zuzor, it, it's, a, it's a unique product. Uh, it helps people um, grab attention, I guess is the best way to put it. it it's a graphical um, experience. Um, and, and I'll let you explain, first of all, what it is that you guys do and then how you ended up where you are. Sure. Um, team already got it, so I, I, it's not much work for me to explain, but yeah, grabs people's attention. It's about uh, interactive graphics. We call it experiential media. So it's about augmenting what we call static media, let's say videos, pictures, logos, and incorporating it into an experience where as somebody moves, their movement is actually extenuated on the, the content, really creating interactivity, whether it's turning a floor interactive, an LED wall interactive. Um, we're all about making that part of the puzzle very easy and making that content creation piece also very easy. So no custom programming needed. It's down to graphic design level that anybody can do. And a lot of graphic design work or content that a team already has, they can actually reuse pretty quickly and easily. Um, so a little bit about how I got here, I guess. Uh, a little different story. My background is artistic as well. I'm a professional dancer and a circus aerialist, but my technical background is in theoretical mathematics um, and computer science. I finished my undergrad at UC Berkeley um, in theoretical mathematics, uh, finished with honors a little early. I graduated when I was 18 years old, uh, recently finished my master's in artificial intelligence. Um, and initially, initially, I built the technology for my own work as a performer. I wanted to use my technical skills to augment my, basically my performance on stage, really activate the, let's say, the screen or the projection behind it, make it a part of my performance. Uh, and what started is, let's say, an artistic pursuit kind of snowballed into Zuzor. Uh, and now, in an effort to bring it to too many different the industries that came after us, whether it be nightclubs or asking for it, to events, to some stuff at hotels, uh, we realized that's not really a good way to do it, not particularly scalable. And we realized that the, the common factor in all of this is audiovisual. And thus, we fell into the audiovisual industry and really targeted our technology as a tool for audiovisual professionals 
anybody who's working with, let's say, LED walls or any sort of design specs for a range of venues, a range of environments. Now we give them the tool to add interactivity easily, quickly, um, and yeah, adding more and more tools on top of it. So more to come. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Jared, when it comes to where, where we are here in the industry right now, right? Um, take a look at it. And I, and I, I, I said this in, in one of the other interviews, um, I am markedly older than, than the, than the nine group. I am not considerably older, but I am absolutely older. So I am not in, in the, the, the generation. I am a Gen Xer, uh, square in the middle. I, I love doing these interviews because it gives me the opportunity to see through somebody else's eyes and in, in a different generation's eyes. When you see the industry now, Jared, what, what, is, what is it that you see that you absolutely love, but what is it that, about the industry that you, that you might, um, might want to adjust or change? Yeah. Um, you know, sometimes people might look at falling into AV. Um, it, it does cause us a bit of headache and a bit of struggle because on the training side, um, usually you're always training from green. People are brand new to the industry. They've never heard of it. They didn't go to school for any of it. Um, and so there is a, a downfall to it. But the one thing I actually really love about it is that what I find is, what I, what I find is, and it rings true in our company, and I think it rings true in a lot of other people's, what I love about it is that people that fall into the AV industry, the, the, the advantage that they have and the advantage we have as an industry is that those people probably had, this could sound maybe worse, but those people probably had no path or direction at the time. And so what I found is like, we're in a great opportunity to um, develop and give direction and give uh, purpose and, and, and create something really awesome for people that m might have otherwise not had it. There's a lot of industries where people fall into them and, and they're really never satisfied or happy because of the lack of direction or purpose or passion. And, and I don't find that with AV. And so um, that's, I think that's the one thing I love about it the most. And that's what we like tons of times. If, if you talk to me enough, you'll hear me say, we just happen to do AV all the time. I say that all the time because within our company, our, our, our goal is to just build something that we all enjoy and that we can be have a good living at um we just happen to do av you know and so that's kind of how i look at it um and then the second part of your question what would i change um i don't know what i would change as much as i could just address a challenge and one of the challenges is, is that the, the the biggest challenge with av as an industry is it's so massive, you know, and, and, and I think sm smaller integration companies and, and companies um, suffer from not really knowing where to focus because we can touch on so many things. You look at the difference between this interview, you know, and, and each one of us do something totally different than the other. And, and, that, and that, that just makes it really difficult. So if, if I could do, I think, anything or change anything, I would try to look to see how I could silo things better and make a little bit more specialization in each, in each field, which we do on the integration side. But, yeah, yeah. absolutely. 
to uh, Jared mentioned something here about about the whole we fell into AV and you and you said the same thing. How do we take the industry that we have now and, and whether it's what Morrow does or Jared or, or or you and make it to where people all into the industry anymore, but they but they're um, recruited into the industry, right? They're sought after. And then on the other side of that, they seek after the industry, right? Yeah. Um, any other parts of the question or should I go ahead and answer? No, that's it. Yeah. So how do we, how do we convert the, in, the industry into something that you don't fall into, but the, that you active, that people actively seek after? Sure. Um, so there's a few parts to this answer. I know for us and the work we do, uh, we generally attract the younger crowd. Um, in terms of people reaching out for job interviews or internships or anything of the like, um, just because we've done installs at anything from kind of a music festival to a museum. Uh, so we kind of touch a broad, yeah, broad audience. In general, I think audiovisual industry, like the Pro-AV is an enabling industry for lots of other industries. Um, and in that way, it's always playing a little bit of catch, kind of catch up. Like this industry knows that, oh, now we want this sort of thing. And then they go into the audiovisual world and the audiovisual industry has to either have it in their pocket or catch up to understand what it is that that vertical needs and wants. Um, and, and that demand comes from that industry's audience and their target. And often that's kind of a new and changing audience. Um, so the more we can get that audience, which would be, let's say millennials or Gen Z inside the audiovisual industry, uh, the more we can sort of have foresight from inside where our own team members know what it is that's to come because it's what they're looking for. Uh, and just cause I'm, because the demographic of the industry right now, it's a little uh, heavier on the older side than the younger side. But I know we're working with the different initiatives like the Vixa Foundation is doing a great job in trying to reach out to colleges and high schools and just let people know that, hey, this is a career option because the fact that everybody falls into it is because nobody really knows that it's there. You never talk to an eight-year-old saying, hey, what do you want to be when you grow up? And they're going to say, oh, either an astronaut or an audiovisual professional. Um, and just people don't know about it. Um, but it's such a cool, such a creative, such a rewarding career. We really get to make kind of amazing stuff and amazing environments and amazing experiences. Um, so I think that's a lot of where our energy needs to be in raising awareness on the younger side, let's say college, IT, even high school, letting people know that this is an option and then also showing them some of the cooler parts, right? So you can set up an LED wall at a corporate office or you can set up in a music festival it's the same work, um, but in the kids' eyes, it looks very different. Absolutely. Morris, I mean, we, we have folks from IT, from music backgrounds, from computer sciences, from lighting, from live staging events, people that used to be in bands in this industry. Um, you came from the IT side, right? Um, to news and AI. How do we wrap all those things together? And Jared's right. It, it is a, a vast industry. So how do we uh, market that? How do, how do we talk to people at, um, at job fairs, right? Or to, to Moose's point, to, at, at the high school level, as these young people are, are getting ready to, to decide what they want to study? Yeah, so I think to your point, with all these different angles that you can come into the AV industry and all the different aspects that you could be interested in, um, it shows, you know, the it becomes more a personal thing of why people are entering it, right? Even though you fall into it, it ends up being something that um, kind of resonates with you. So 
to bring in younger kids, I think really just break, getting the knowledge out there and, um, you know, the awareness that this is actually an industry and actually a job that people can do. Um, and then I think just showing how it's so relevant around them because, um, you know, the AV, well, the AV industry and just AV um, tech and um, tools and all of that is relevant in every single industry and in most aspects of life, whether it's personal or professional. So to show them how much it surrounds them and how much they can get involved, you know, whether it's working for it or promoting it or something involved within the AV industry. Um, I think that's how you could definitely spark interest. Good. Jared, I, I said this to you guys. Um, I'm sorry, Tammuz. I, I said this to you guys at, at the at the offset, uh, probably before we started recording. Um, but imagine that you're retiring. You're you're at your retirement party, and uh, it's probably a little different if it's your company. Uh, but but in general, if if you've uh, moved on to something else by the time you do retire, and you're looking back on the industry, and you've had a, a hand in making it something different. Um, what would it be? What, what would you have changed? What, what looking back, what, what do you see as the industry, um, when you retire? Yeah. Uh, in my retirement, I guess the, the biggest change I would hope to see in the industry is it's a little siloed right now between at least the, in, the industries we face, we face the agency experiential design world and we face the audiovisual kind of technology design world. Um, and often there's a, a gap in communication there which I think just the gap is uh, limiting both sides. Uh, in my mind, more and more of those are gonna kind of converge. Uh, and ideally, one day it'll become kind of one, but that would be the, the major shift I'd be looking for by the time I retire, that the industry as a whole has that mentality, is aware that this is amazing specs, amazing technology, but it's about how it gets used. And within that, how it gets used, it's about how it gets designed into the space. And within it's how it gets designed to the space, it's about how it gets designed into the experience. So really that um, focus on the end results and experience and trickle it backwards to that technology enabling is what I look for. An industry that is uh, both specs and experience all in one. I like that. I like that a lot, actually. Uh, Mara, same question to you. You're, you are retiring uh, at whatever age you'd like to. Uh, what do you what do you see uh, looking backwards at the industry and what is what has changed and what have you had a hand in changing? And what have I had a hand in changing? Ooh, yeah. okay. Uh, well, I was gonna say no wires because I hate wires. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's just one basic. But um, retiring, and I don't think I personally would have a hand in this, but I think it would be really, really cool. Um, and I think we're already on the way doing this, if not already implemented, but um, you know, different audio systems and video systems to be so integrated into a room that you don't see them, right? You just walk into a room and it knows how to turn them on and set it or the settings are all right. You know what I mean? Like a whole wall could have sound emitting from it but you don't see any of the speaker. I think yeah. that'd be really cool. Um, and then, you know, when I retire, I, I, my main goal just being in this industry is really um, one, creating a voice for women and really supporting women in the industry and making that um, an even stronger workforce and part of it. Um, and also just, you know, connecting companies with the right talent and acknowledging 
specific skill sets that, you know, are so um, uh, transformable to different types of roles and different um, responsibilities, you know, so that someone isn't just used for just this one task. People can be used across the board in multiple different ways um, and really, you know, use their entire tool set versus just one specific thing. All right. Very good. I like that. Uh, Jared, whether you, you sell or you do doing a, a, a succession plan or however it is that you're going to retire, look back on that. And what have you, what have you changed in the industry? Um, I think I'll speak, I'll speak to my geography, um, being based here kind of in the prairies of Canada. I know we were a little bit different, um, than, than some of the larger centers in the U S and even in, a little bit in Canada. Um, we often refer to the audiovisual industry as the wild west here um, because it's just so unregulated and unformatted and unsupervised. Um, I think one of the things we really focus on here is standards. Um, and so I think when I look back at whatever my time is completed in the industry, I, I'd be really happy to see the implementation of um, industry standards and I'm a big believer in apprenticeship and, and on the integration side, I'm very specific that way. But as far as field technicians and, and integrators, I think there is room for an apprenticeship model where you have journeyman um, audiovisual installers. And I'd really like to be part of that and push that forward. And it is something I'm slowly and small, smallly working on, but I think that's, I'd be really happy to see that. I think that would bring a lot to the industry. And I think that would also reinforce um, making it known as a career choice for people. Um, when it comes to the physical side, I know that there is a huge opportunity on the experiential and digital and the design side. But at the end of the day to us, someone still has to put all that stuff up and in. So I'd like to see that standardized. Yeah. And you, you were not the first person uh, I've heard say that exact thing is treat, treat it more like uh, carpenters or electricians, right? Uh, and if you're not familiar with, with those two trades, that's exactly what happens is, is you join, uh, you join a, a firm and you spend the first three to five years as, as a journeyman, you know, a journeywoman. So. And we actually, I'm going to do a shameless plug here, Tim, but I think as you know, like we, we actually just were awarded an excellence in business award by the NSCA for our training program, which is a four-year training program that we put together internally. So that's really where we're trying to go, so. Very cool. No, I like that. All right, gang. That's that's shameless. You guys are are (laughs) award winners as it is. So Uh, thank you all so much, Uh, Ms. Morquin from uh, Tier PM. Thank you. Uh, If somebody wants to get a hold of you or Tier PM, how do they do that? Sure, thanks. So my personal Twitter is at Mars, A-V-I-T, and my email is mquinn, with two N's, at T-I-E-R-P-M.com. And if you'd like to find out more about TRPM, you can find us at www.tierpm.com. And that is also all of our social handles, at TRPM. At TRPM, there you go. All right. Uh, Jared, thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Thank you. And how do people get a hold of you or uh, Hillman AV if they want? So same thing. Um, I'm my personal Twitter handle is at avpreneur, as in entrepreneur, but avpreneur. Okay. Um, and you'll find us at www.hillmanav.com or at hillmanav on Instagram. All right. Very good. 
Uh, Tamuz, same, same question, but how do we get a hold of you uh, or Zuzor? Sure. Um, easiest way is to go on our site. It's Z-U-Z-O-R.co. There's no M, just .co. We're techie like that, hopefully. Um, contact us there. You can email me. It's just Tamuz at our URL, Zuzor.co. Uh, and in my ideal world, you'll never need to contact us. You'll be able to just go and download the software and do everything yourself. It should be that do easy. Everything but we're here to help if you need us. Yeah, you, you need to go check that out. If, if, if you haven't seen it in, in person, it's, it is quite remarkable. So uh, for us, for Aviation, go by the website. Aviation. Absolutely, dude. It's, it's, it really is. It's remarkable. Um, don't, don't follow me on the Twitters. Uh, it's not very exciting, especially during now. Uh, go by the website, avianation.tv. Avianation.tv, you'll find programs like this and a host of others, including our two weeklies. One looks at the commercial side of AV called AV Week. That's the one that I do. The other one is the Resi Week that looks at the residential side. That's Matt Scott. So all that and more at avianation.tv. Avianation.tv. 